Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. The Athletic. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of the 59th Minute FPL podcast, which is brought to you by The Athletic. I'm Mark McGettigan. You can find me on Twitter at FPL General. Game Week 23 is behind us and we're now looking forward to three consecutive double game weeks, which could even become five consecutive double game weeks, depending on how the rescheduled fixtures fall. There's FA Cup action this week, which will change the FPL fixture schedule, so don't make any transfers this week until Friday night or Saturday morning, when we will have a lot more information than we do right now. The Gaming 24 deadline is at 11am UK time, Saturday morning, and for the next couple of weeks, it's one game week a week. So, Saturday deadline this week, Friday deadline the following week, and then Saturday after that for the rest of February. The headlines from Game Week 23, Emiliano Martinez registered his 11th clean sheet of the season, while Ollie Watkins got his 10th goal for Aston Villa. Burnley and Brighton defenders and goalkeepers let new owners down as that game ended 1-1, unless you had Lewis Dunk, he didn't do well out of that one. Alan Saint-Maximin notched two assists on his return to the Newcastle starting 11, he's one for the watch list possibly. Thomas Soucek got a red card which has now been overturned but unfortunately we don't get our three points back from Mike Dean so thanks for that Mike, big fat zero pointer for Thomas. Bruno Fernandes, Cavani, James Rodriguez and Calvert-Lewin were all on the score sheet in a 3-3 draw at Old Trafford, very exciting game that one, not very exciting if you left Calvert-Lewin on the bench like me though. Harry Kane made an earlier than expected return to the starting 11 himself and Son found the back of the net against West Brom. James Justin picked up all three bonus points in Leicester's 0-0 draw with Wolves. Manchester City hammered Liverpool 4-1. Gundogan got a brace after missing a penalty. Salah did score his penalty in that game. Phil Foden scored a cracker as well as picking up two assists and all three bonus points. Jorginho scored for the second game in succession. Timo Werner got two assists, but Rudiger scored a calamitous own goal to wipe out the Chelsea clean sheet there. And in the final game of the game week, Patrick Bamford scored his 12th goal of the campaign against Crystal Palace. And there was assists in that game for Stuart Dallas and Rafinha, two players who are going to be very popular for double game week 25. If you're not yet an Athletic subscriber... The latest sign-up offer is for just £3.99 a month. To get it, visit theathletic.com forward slash FPLpod. You'll get ad-free versions of this podcast on The Athletic app. No new members to the 59th Minute Club this week, unfortunately, but quite a few notable mentions. And I always like doing these notable mentions because it gives you an idea of some of the players that get substituted early quite often. And those are the players we tend to avoid in FPL. So Ben Chilwell back in the starting 11 for Chelsea, but he only managed 61 minutes for a two-pointer. He Chelsea had already conceded by the time he went off, so he didn't even bank the clean sheet points there. 
Ayose Perez at Leicester has managed back-to-back 60-minute appearances. I don't know if that's ever happened before, but he is living very dangerously. So keep an eye on him when Leicester are playing. Ian Acho also managed 60 minutes for Leicester in that one. There was quite a few double substitutions, actually. There was another one at West Ham, Jared Bowen and Ben Rama. Both came off on 55 minutes at Brighton, Mopai and Connolly. Both only managed 61 minutes. And just a few more. William Josie at Wolves, the new striker. He just about made it to 60, while Lacazette didn't. Lacazette only got 58 minutes for Arsenal. So keep an eye. Give me 24 on those clocks. And as always, send me tweets when someone gets the dreaded substitution. A quick review of Gamey23, I banked my transfer going into the game week. I was considering getting rid of Salah and bringing in Son and captaining him. And I probably would have came out on top if I hadn't made that move. But I like that I have two free transfers now for these double game weeks to prepare for those instead. I managed 73 points. It was a small green arrow from 4.4k to 3.8k so it was good to get a green arrow after two red ones hopefully these double game weeks will result in a few more green arrows as well the good and the bad mostly good this week martinez nine pointer good to have him back justin nine pointer in my team this week because i had him on the bench last week so good to get the points this week sufal with a six frustrating to see him hit the crossbar could have been even more that was a great header but we will never complain about a clean sheet from a cheap defender Bruno captain, good to get some captain points, 14 from him, Gundogan 13, Salah 7, Ollie Watkins has been a bit of a hero for me this season, I've had a lot of faith in him uh, and he rewarded me again with a 9 pointer, I actually made quite a late switch on Saturday morning, I had Calvert-Lewin in my starting 11 the night before um, but I switched it and I put Watkins in and that, that was looking great until, until Calvert-Lewin ended up outscoring him anyway but at least Watkins didn't blank in that scenario. It was a good decision as well to bench Diaz and Robertson. They got one point and zero point respectively. So that Man City-Liverpool game worked out very well for me as a Salah owner, a Gundogan owner, and I benched Robertson and Diaz. I did start Cancelo, but at least I didn't have two or three defenders from that game. The bads, Cancelo 2, not, not you know, it's to be expected in a big game like that. You don't really expect clean sheets. I was playing Cancelo more for the attack and returns, really. Grealish, two-pointer. Soucek, zero-pointer. Antonio, two-pointer. And bad news on the bench, as usual. Melier managed to outscore Martinez. Did not expect that. Melier got 10 on the bench. And Calvert-Lewin got 12. A quick watch list updates. Just three players removed and two players added following Gaming 23. A couple of injury-related removals. Zaha and Callum Wilson so those two will be off the watch list now until they are back on the pitch and also Lacazette last two games 58 minutes and 45 minutes so no thank you plenty of other strikers out there who play 90 minutes every week players added Jorginho at Chelsea he's only 4.7 million he's played 90 minutes four times since Thomas Tuchel has come in he's on penalties he scored in back-to-back game weeks. I think it's 21 points in the last two game weeks. But it's the price, I think, that's the big attraction here for a penalty taker who plays for a pretty good team. Now, I'm probably not going to go for Jorginho over the likes of Soucek or even Lukman. Uh, a little bit more gets you Rafinha. But I think Jorginho should be on our thoughts now if we're looking for a cheap fifth midfielder. Edinson Cavani has also been added, finally, 
probably should have been added a couple of weeks ago, 7.9 million. He started the last three games now, uh, scoring in two of them. He always passes the eye test. He's by far and away Manchester United's best number nine at the moment. And as a United fan, I hope he starts every game between now and the end of the season. Fixtures are very attractive here. A lot of people are looking at, you know, a lot of us get blinded now by double game weeks. We're all looking at Burnley, Everton, Fulham, Man City players. But there's, you know, Manchester United are one of those teams that have very good fixtures next to West Brom and Newcastle. So the likes of Cavani, Bruno, if you don't have them, possibly Rashford, you know, don't forget about these guys either. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Moving on now to the Twitter questions. First one this week is from FPL Terrier. Who are the key double game week players to own over the next two weeks? Is three Man City players, one Burnley, plus Calvert-Lewin sufficient for this week? And is two Leeds players enough for the week after? So at this point in the podcast, I'm just going to open Ben Crellin's excellent graphic and I'm going to quickly just explain what's happening because I'm sure plenty of listeners won't be aware. So we're going into game week 24 now. There's double game weeks for... Man City, Everton, Burnley and Fulham this week. So a lot of people are going to focus their transfers on those teams. Again, like I said, don't ignore those other teams who have good fixtures but don't have a double game week. So that's game week 24. Four teams have a double game week. Then in game week 25, we have confirmed two teams with a double game week. That's Southampton and Leeds. So Leeds players in particular are going to be very popular transfers next week. And if Southampton can put in a better performance than recent ones against Wolves this weekend, then we'll see people buy in, I think, the likes of Danny Ings as well for double game week 25. Then we're going to have the biggest double game week that is left for the rest of the season. That's going to be double game week 26. We don't have any confirmed double game week fixtures yet, but we should know a lot more after these FA Cup games this week or at least have a better idea of what double gaming 26 is going to look like. So we've got two small double game weeks to come. And then we've got the big one in double game week 26. And all over the place. Game week 25, 27, 28. There's lots more that could happen to make them smaller double game weeks as well. I think I agree here with FPL Terrier. In terms of what's, you know, what's the minimum you want to have. I think, you, I think it's a given. You know, we have to have three city players for this week. I think one Burnley is advisable, whether it's Nick Pope or a defender. I don't think you need any of their midfielders or their forwards. So three City, one Burnley and Calvert-Lewin. So that's five players who have a double game week this week. If you've got more than that, great. But I wouldn't go to town on these double game weeks because a lot of these teams, you know, Burnley, Fulham and then, you know, Southampton the following week, they're not the most exciting. So I think we can get blinded too much. You don't want to load up. You don't want to arrive at Game 26 and have loads of Fulham and Burnley players. So you don't need to go to town on it. I think three City, one Burnley and Calvert-Lewin is what you need for this week. And then in terms of Game 25, so it's Leeds and Southampton who have the double Game Week then. I think if you have two Leeds players, I think that's enough as well. Again, if you've got more, great. I know a lot of people are probably sitting already with Dallas, Rafinha and Bamford. Um, that's great. You know, you can... 
you can add a, a Danny Ings in if, if it feels right to you. But for me, I think this is how I'm going to go. I think I'm going to bring in a Burnley defender this week. Um, that will bring me to three City, one Burnley, Calvert-Lewin. And then I've already got Melier, so I'll probably play him in double gaming 25. I'll probably look to get Bamford back in. Um, and I probably will have two free transfers for gaming 25. But rather than get a Rafinha, I might actually get a Harry Kane, you know, even though he doesn't have a double game week. But I'll come to that later when it comes to transfer. So yeah, as FPL Terrier said here, you know, five players this week and then two Leeds players the following week is probably more than enough. And, you know, you don't have to, you know, there'll be a lot of fear going around over the next two game weeks when you see teams on Twitter that have five, six, seven double game week players. That doesn't mean they're going to outscore you. Um, You know, I'm sure you've got plenty of players you want to hold on to who've got a single game week fixture who could easily outscore those double game week players so don't fear you know when you see other teams that have lots of double game week players question from chris alman with the champions league returning and double manchester city game weeks coming up is a city defensive double up a bad idea because of pep roulette i'm tempted to switch one of my center backs to ederson for this reason so chris is thinking about getting ederson for a center back so i presume he has stones and diaz there i had a look as well i didn't realize how soon the champions league was back in my head it wasn't back until the end of the month but it's actually back next week and um, although manchester city don't play until the following week i think liverpool and chelsea are in action next week and then city the following week so hopefully pep roulette won't be too bad for the short term until that champions league game does roll around now i think with manchester city assets I think, I think it. I think if you, whatever you have, you stick with it. So I think if you've got three, whatever three city players you have, I think you stick with it. If you've got Stones, Diaz, Gundogan, um, I think that's fine. I don't think you need to go using two transfers to get rid of Stones, for example, to get Ederson in. Now I think it's a different story if you've only got two Manchester City players. I think Ederson is actually a very good player to pick up ahead of these double games because you know he'll play all of them. We, we've even had Pet Pet mentioning. Ederson possibly taking penalties again but you know we mentioned that every season and it never happened so I'll eat my hat if Ederson does step up to take one but yes penalties aside Ederson I think is a great pickup if you've only got two Man City players personally I've got Cancelo, Diaz, Gundo I'm just going to stick with them you know there's a question later about going double attack instead as well which I think is perfectly viable but yeah I, I think I think we're overthinking it I think we've got three City players we just stick with it and we hope for the best. I mean, it's not just the defenders that are going to be prone to rotation anyway. So, you know, if you're worried about the likes of Stones because Laporte's back, you know, we, we should probably be worrying about the likes of Gundogan and Sterling as well with the fixture pileup that is going to come up. So, yeah, I think whatever three you have, my advice would be just stick with them and use your transfers elsewhere, you know, possibly for double game week players. You know, I'd much rather get you know, let's say a Burnley defender or or take a punt on Lukman or Danny Ings over the next week or two rather than using those two transfers to go from Stones to Ederson. Question from S, nice short name, S. Are Burnley players worth a hit to take out West Ham players ahead of their game against Sheffield United at home? Uh, yeah, so this is one I think a lot of people will be thinking about. Uh, in my case, I've got Soufal. And I'm quite happy to start him against Sheffield United. The temptation is always there to get rid of someone like Sufal this week and get a Tarkowski, a Me, or a Loughton. But I just fancy West Ham for a clean sheet there. And we know Sufal can get attacking returns as well. So it feels like one of those where you get rid of Sufal, you get in Tarkowski, Tarkowski gets a couple of yellow cards, he gets, what, 
four or five points and then Sufal just gets a you know your bog standard clean sheet and he gets six to outscore Tarkowski so I think I'm going to keep Sufal and I'm going to start him rather than taking a minus four to let's say get a Burnley defender um, but having a look at the fixtures a little bit more detail West Ham do have a very good one this week against Sheffield United but then it gets quite tricky Tottenham, Man City, Leeds Man United and Arsenal. Now they could have a double game meet in 26, but those fixtures will be will be pretty nasty. Uh, and Burnley, it's not only double game week this week where they have good fixtures. They've also got West Brom in game week 25. So, I mean, if you get a Burnley defender in for Sufal, you can play them this week when they have a double, and then you can play them in game week 25 against West Brom as well. Whereas if you kept Sufal, he would have Tottenham, so you probably wouldn't start him in that game. So I think there probably is an argument there to be made uh, to take a minus four for a Burnley defender or or a City defender in particular if you don't already have three City guys. So personally, I think I'm leaning towards keeping Sufal, playing him against Sheffield United, but you know it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me to see um, a minus four for a Burnley defender from a West Ham defender pay off in the double game week. So it just depends how you feel about that. Um, I wouldn't. I don't think I would take a hit for. I wouldn't take a hit for a Burnley midfielder. I wouldn't take a hit for a Burnley attacker. So I think the only hit you can justify is either Fabianski to Pope or a West Ham defender to a Burnley defender. But I think keeping your West Ham guy for Sheffield United is absolutely fine. Question from Josh. Could we bench boost this week if all players are likely to play or is it best to save it for later? So I'm definitely not against a bench boost this week or in Game 25. Instead of playing it in the bigger double game with 26. If you've got a strong bench any week, 24, 25, 26, just go for it and get it out of the way. And then you can focus on your starting 11 for the rest of the season. I'm just looking at my last couple of game weeks, for example. In three of my last four game weeks, if I played bench boost, it would have been very successful. I had benches of 18 points, 23 points and 28 points in three of the last four game weeks. Which just shows you if we play bench boost in a single game week, it can work out perfectly this season particularly when a lot of us have pretty good players on our bench most weeks now that game week 24 and game week 25 are small double game weeks it makes it even more attractive to possibly play your bench boost so again very team dependent this question but if you're pretty well set up this week or next week i have no objections to you playing your bench boost now if you've got your wild card left that might change it a little bit because i think for anyone who has a wild card left and a bench boost left I like the strategy of playing wildcard 25, bench boost 26, just go all out bench boost 26 and really try and smash 150 points and try and just make up loads of ground in one game week. So yeah, I think if you've got wildcard and bench boost, I still like that strategy, but I guarantee you we'll see good bench boosts played in 24 and in 25 as well. Question from Andrew T. Is Joe Willock now a viable starting option? He should have had an assist to go with his goal and he's a very good price. Yeah, so I've had a look at Willock. He's 4.7. Problem is he plays Chelsea, Manchester United next two. So I don't think it's a good time to buy him. And I never buy a player off the back of one good performance anyway. It's Willock this week. It was Lingard last week. You know, you want to see a little bit more than just a flash in the pan. Now, when it comes to Willock, again, I prefer Jorginho, Soucek, Rafinha, and Lukman, you know, if you've got a little bit extra cash, I prefer those guys, particularly Rafinha and Lukman, for the double game week. I like Lukman as a punt. He's probably the only Fulham player I would look at, apart from possibly Ariola in goal. Question from Vishal. 
Is it worth playing a triple captain or bench boost and give me 24? Or are there better game weeks to come? So I've already covered bench boost. You know, I think bench boost is fine. 24, 25, 26. Whatever works best for your squad. Triple captain. Again, I think if you don't bench boost in 26, I think 26 is probably the best time for triple captain because we're going to have a lot of double game week fixtures. So we're going to have a lot of choice for our triple captain chip. I think I might end up Harry Kane for my triple captain chip this season. It'll be Kane or Son probably for me in double game week 26. But even for those people who bench boost in game week 26, you're going to have another double game week at some point for Kane and Son as well. So... Something something feels good to me about Kane. He was having a very good season. He's creating lot of, lots of chances. He's having lots of goal attempts. He's scoring goals. He's getting assists. And most importantly, I think for triple captain, I like playing it on a, on a player who takes penalties. So I think I will end up on Harry Kane if his game week, double game week 26 is confirmed. Um, and I like him as well for those who bench boost in 26 at another time. Question from Sir Jose. Is it time to get off the Man City double slash triple defence and go for a midfield play with Gundogan and Sterling, at least for the short term with the double game weeks looming? So, I mean, Sterling's got four goals in his last five and cash is not a huge issue for us at the moment, although we do need to think about the likes of Kane and Son if we have sold them and we want to get them back. I'm sure KDB will be back soon as well. So we keep saying cash is not a problem, but I don't think that will last for much longer. Now, personally, like I said, I think whatever three city you have, you stick with them. But I think if you're in a case where you've got no major issues in your squad, let's say you've got two free transfers, everything is fine and dandy, you've got no problems, no suspensions, no injuries, and you're happy with your squad, then, yeah, if you feel that the Man City attack double-up is better than the defensive double-up at the moment, then, yeah, absolutely, go for it, get Sterling in alongside Gundogan. Um, Foden... Still scares me a little bit. Yes, he was great uh, at the weekend, but you know, will he start every game? I have, I still have my doubts. I have more faith in Sterling to get regular starts than Gundo. So I think if you're going for the attack and double up, it's got to be Gundo on and Sterling. Sterling gives you a pretty good captaincy option for the double game weeks as well. If you're not scared of Pep Roulette, now I'm trying to think what would I do if I had three City defenders? I think let's say you have Stones, Diaz, Cancelo. I think I would be more inclined then to change around a little bit and get an attacker for one of those guys because, you know, City, you know, they scored four against Liverpool. You know, how many can they score against other teams? You know, they could rack up some big scores. I would not like to be going into double games without one City attacker, whether it be Gundogan or Sterling. So I think there's a stronger case to be made if you've got three defenders, you can change around maybe to get an attacker, but only if you've got no other issues in your squad. Uh, And again, I just still like it. If you've got three City players, I don't think it matters too much who they are. I would probably prefer to focus on maybe getting Leeds players in or a Danny Ings or, or even a, a Pope or a Burnley defender rather than you know doing the, the hokey-cokey with the Manchester City players. But again, it comes down to how you feel about it. If you're sitting there with three defenders and you don't like not having an attacker, fix it, make yourself happy, get yourself an attacker. Next question is from Nayan. What's the best strategy to cover double game week 26 and blank game week 29 if I have only wildcard and triple captain left? So yeah, blank game week 29, I didn't mention that when I was going through the fixtures earlier. Blank game week 29 is going to be a really small game week. We may only have two, three, four fixtures in that 
game week. We'll know a lot more about that. I think we'll actually know exactly what that's going to be like after the FA Cup games this week. So we'll have plenty of time to prepare for blank game week 29. So Nayan is in the same scenario as me here with only wildcard and triple captain left. My current thinking is uh, get through game week 26, game week 29 without using the wildcard. And then clean things up game week 30 by activating the wild card and setting up for the final 8 or 9 game weeks of the season. Now I'm not completely set on that strategy because I need to wait and see what double game week 26 is going to look like. And what blank game week 29 is going to look like. And once I have that information I'll reassess it and I'll ask myself is it still best for my squad to not wild card until game week 30. It could be a case of double game week 26 fixtures are very very tasty and let's say I, I may feel like I'm missing maybe five or six of the key assets for that game week then I may be tempted to wildcard in game week 25 or game week 26 you know I could wildcard game 25 get three leads players get Danny Ings uh, and then you know hopefully be still well set up for a pretty good squad of double game weekers in 26 as well so the the short answer is I'm not 100% sure yet but most likely at the moment, with the information that we have, I will not wildcard until game week 30, most likely. And I'll triple captain in double game week 26. Question from Unar. James Justin out for a Burnley defender? Question mark. Um, my short answer is no, because Justin is one of the best assets to own in the game this season. Yes, he's got Liverpool this week, but then it's Aston Villa, which is an okay fixture, and then a possible double game week of Arsenal and Burnley. So I would want to have Justin for double game week 26. So if you want a Burnley defender, I would find another way to do it or maybe get the goalkeeper rather than selling James Justin. Final question for this week is from FPL Scotsman. When should we look to bring Harry Kane back into our teams? Again, my short answer is ASAP. I think we need to get Kane back. Um, he does play Manchester City in game week 24. So I think we can wait until after that one. So I'm eyeing up Harry Kane in in game week 25. He's got West Ham in game week 25. And then he's got a likely double game week where I would like to triple captain him. So yeah, get Kane back ASAP is my answer to that one. But I think we can wait until after the Manchester City game. Taking a look at captaincy now for double game week 24. Usually when it's double game week, captaincy is quite straightforward. You know, there's some pretty good options with two good fixtures. But I actually think this double game week is quite tricky for captaincy for a couple of different reasons. So looking at the double game week teams first for captaincy, you could go for Pope. I don't think I've ever captained a goalkeeper in FPL, but if there was ever a week to do it, it's probably this week when one of the best ever FPL goalkeepers plays Crystal Palace and Fulham. So there is a chance there of two clean sheets and bonus points for Pope. You could go a Burnley defender. I don't like that as much as going for Pope. The other options, Calvert-Lewin plays Fulham and Manchester City. So I like him as a captain this week, even though one of those fixtures is City. Uh... And then the obvious place to go for captaincy is probably Manchester City. But I don't love the fixtures. They've got Tottenham and Everton. So we've talked about Gundogan, Sterling or a defender. I think when it comes to captaincy, I don't think I could confidently captain Foden because I probably wouldn't expect him to start both games. But I think that goes for all the City players. And this is why I'm struggling with captaincy this week. Can we confidently predict anyone? Gundogan, Sterling, Diaz... Uh, can they get two games, two starts in the double game week? 
and even if they do, the fixtures are tricky, particularly for defenders. Can you know the likes of Stones and Diaz keep out the likes of Harry Kane and Calvert-Lewin? It wouldn't surprise me in, a, in this double game week if City don't keep one clean sheet, never mind two. Um, so that has me looking towards single game week captainers as well. Bruno Fernandes, West Brom. You know, it's away. We know Bruno's good away. Best fixture of the season for Manchester United and Bruno. So I could easily see Bruno Fernandes outscoring all of the Burnley, Everton and Manchester City players in this game week. So I'm very tempted to just leave it on Bruno, having captained them last week. There's a couple of other single game week captains as well. Timo Werner, if you own him, plays Newcastle. Uh, rotation probably does scare me off him though. Antonio, yes, he didn't do much last week. He's got Sheffield United at home though. Good fixture. Leicester play Liverpool, so I think most people will avoid that one for captaincy. There was a question thrown in here from Orweet FPL. Is a Man City captain worth the rotation risk factor over a safer option like Calvert-Lewin? And I think I'd probably end up swerving Manchester City for captain. I think I've got it on Gundogan at the moment, but I think I'll end up moving it to either Calvert-Lewin, who I know will play two games, even though one of them is not easy, but calvert Lane's a good player. He's capable of getting something against Manchester City and I would fancy him to get a few returns against Fulham. Or do I just go Bruno Fernandes, single game week, but best fixture of the game week and best fixture of the season for Bruno. So I think I'll end up between Bruno and Calvert-Lewin. I think one of those will be my captain and one of those will be my vice-captain and I'll probably just avoid City just because of that rotation fear and the fact that the fixtures are not excellent either. I don't have it in me to captain a Burnley defender, whichever one I bring in. Probably going to be Matt Loughton. So, you know, there's nothing there's nothing very exciting about that idea. So for me, Bruno or Calvert-Lewin will be captain this week. Double gave me 24 transfers. I've got two free transfers. And I think the obvious thing to do... Your first thought when you've got two free transfers when it's a double game week is to use two of them. But I don't think I will because I'm looking a little bit further ahead and I'm more interested in getting Leeds players because I've only got Melier for double game week 25. So I'm just going to use one transfer this week and then have two free transfers for game week 25 to get at least one Leeds player in, if not two. So I've noted down here, I might just use one transfer because I'm more interested in getting Leeds players also interested in Danny Ings for 25. Also interested in Harry Kane for 25. So I would like to have two free transfers for that. I've already got three City plus Calvert-Lewin. So I'm already I'm probably looking to add just one more for this double game week. Which is most likely Robertson out to Loughton. And I'll, I'm going Loughton because I don't think there's much between Loughton, me, Tarkowski. I would like Charlie Taylor but we can't confidently buy him because he still hasn't returned from injury. So I will get Loughton. And because he's the cheapest, if in doubt, go for the cheapest player. Because when I look a little bit further ahead, if I want to get Kane back, if I want to get Son back, you know, am I going to want to have Tarkowski on my bench at his price, or am I going to want to have Loughton on my bench at his price? So Loughton, I think he's four point five million. I will go for him just to have as much cash available as possible in the future for big moves like the Spurs guys and possibly De Bruyne as well. My final note here is I won't be giving transfers too much thought though until after the FA Cup games, which finish, I think, on Thursday night. But again, my most likely move this week, Loughton in for Robertson, and then I'll carry my other transfer over for the players mentioned for Double Game Week 25. 
Thank you for taking the time to listen, folks. Please leave a review if you enjoyed it and give it a retweet on Twitter. If you'd like to hear more podcasts from me before the Game Week 24 deadline, check out patreon.com forward slash FPL general. Have a good week, folks. Enjoy the FA Cup games. Be patient with your transfers and good luck for the first double game week. I'll be back next Tuesday and every Tuesday for the next couple of weeks to preview double game week 25. Talk to you then. The Athletic.